Welcome to Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast, where we will help you eliminate the noise and focus on the information and inspiration that you need to transform your business, impact supply chain success, and enable you to replace risky inventory with valuable insights. Join your Tech Talk host, Corinne Bursa, the 2020 Supply Chain Pro to Know of the Year. With more than 25 years of supply chain and technology expertise and the scars to prove it, Corinne has the heart of a teacher and has helped nearly 1,000 customers transform their businesses and tell their success stories. Join the conversation, share your insights, and learn how to harness technology innovations to drive tangible business results. Buckle up, it's time for Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now. Well, welcome back, Supply Chain Movers and Shakers. Corinne Bursa here. I'm your host for Tech Talk, the digital supply chain podcast. I want to thank you for joining this session today because we're going to talk about something really important, and that is framing your business case for digital supply chain investments. Framing your business case for digital supply chain investments. So that means how do you justify making an investment in new technology in order to drive better decision-making, better inventory investments, better service for your customers? So the reality is that estimating the potential return on investment from deploying a new digital supply chain solution can be really difficult. But why it's difficult might surprise you. So one of the biggest factors to consider is if you really know and confidently track your current supply chain key performance indicators. So let me say that again. Are you today able to confidently track your current supply chain performance indicators. Be honest. Give yourself a grade there. Say if you're an A, you're doing an excellent job. You're a B, we get it right most of the time. Or you're a C, hey, we're about 50-50. Take that into context because you need to know where you are today in order to predict where you're going to be tomorrow with a new solution. So that's one thing you can do today to help build your business case. Track those key performance indicators and then identify in those indicators where you've got the greatest opportunity. And I'm going to help you focus in on a couple of areas. Are you with me? Okay. Thanks for joining me again for Tech Talk. We're going to dive into this topic about building your business case for digital supply chain investments. And this is going to help you to transform your business, literally change the way you make decisions each and every day. So in my role as a supply chain technology industry advisor, right, you guys know I've got more than 25 years in this industry. I stopped counting at 25 years. So more than 25 years of experience in this industry, and I have helped over a thousand companies to assess the impact 
of their supply chain transformations. It's pretty exciting. Probably the best part of my job, best part of my career. Now, in my current role as a supply chain technology industry advisor, in my current role, I am often asked to provide an overview of supply chain capabilities for executive leadership teams, for new hires, for interested investors in technology companies, as well as in product companies. And I even work with research and development teams to help prioritize some of the investments, some of the new technology that's being introduced. So it's um, it's a lot of fun. So clearly, each of these audiences have very different points of view, but they all seek to understand supply chain performance and to move the needle to improve overall business performance. And there's a variety of ways that that can happen. So one of these important topics around leveraging supply chain technology is helping you, a practitioner, a practitioner, yes, somebody who is in the supply chain day in, day out, to frame your business case, to make an investment so that you can improve overall performance of your company, all right? So let's talk about that. So framing a business case for a new supply chain planning technology investment, okay? It requires a couple of things from your team. So first, you're gonna look at your business and identify specific opportunity areas where supply chain and operational performance improvements are gonna be most visible. That doesn't mean that your results will be limited to those areas, but you want to understand where they're going to be most visible across the business. Because part of your job is getting the rest of the organization on board and excited about making these changes. Secondly, you're going to determine how long it will take before the business starts to feel the results of those improvements or to realize the benefits of those investments. So in the technology space, we often talk about this in terms of time to value. How much time and effort will it take before your business starts to realize the improvements? Now, your day-to-day might change pretty quickly but it may take you months to burn off excess inventory. Are you with me? Because we've got to get those inventories in alignment with a better predictor of the market. Okay, so that's the second one. How long, what's that time to value? How long will it take? And then the third is understanding the actual cost, the cost of the investment in people, how much of my team's time needs to be dedicated to deploying a new solution, process improvements, right? I can make it better, simpler, faster, more efficient, and technology as a tool that's going to help me get better precision, greater insights, harness data more effectively, and provide better and more frequent planning. Are you with me? Okay. So we want to know where we're going to have the most visible impact. 
We want to determine that time to value. And then we want to understand some of the cost factors, opportunity cost, personnel cost, process improvements, and actual technology investments. So improvement of operational key performance indicators, I'm going to just refer to those as KPIs, that make possible these results in the business case that you're going to put together. Technology, people, process, there'll be some other areas like confidence, time to decision-making, et cetera. We'll get to those in just a few minutes. Okay. All right. So the focus of our discussion today is going to be on supply chain transformation. I'm talking about projects that are going to transform the way you do business. Not small incremental changes, big changes. Big changes that are going to add percentage points to your overall profitability. Are you with me? Okay. Now, I've already told you I've worked with more than 1,000 companies over the last 25 years, and I have seen these results time and time again. I have also leveraged the research from a number of research groups, including AMR Research, Gartner, Supply Chain Insights, and numerous university programs. And these research programs have, done, have been done, performed with companies of all sizes, small, mid-sized, large global multinationals. So the typical key performance indicator improvement areas and ranges that I'm going to share with you have been consistent despite the size of the company. That's right. The same ranges are available to a small and mid-sized company as they are to a large multinational company. So supply chain leaders, I want you to use these insights as you put together your specific business case. I want you to take your situation in mind and think about those high impact areas. But I'm gonna give you a couple of areas to focus on as you look at key performance indicators and tangible benefits to your business. So one of the most impactful pieces of research that I have seen in more than 20 years is some research that was originally done by a company called AMR Research, AMR Research. They were acquired by Gartner and Gartner has continued to invest in this research. But the research is called the Hierarchy of Supply Chain Metrics. Hierarchy of Supply Chain Metrics. And what this analyst firm did through benchmarking efforts was to look at all of the um, key performance indicator criteria and to rank those and to identify which supply chain metrics made the biggest impact on your business. So the research classified supply chain metrics into three broad categories. The broad categories were referred to as assessing, diagnosing, and correcting. So I think you can get a theme right there, assessing, assessing, understanding where you are, diagnosing, pulling some levers, and then correcting performance, very tactical items. At the very top of the hierarchy in this assess metrics criteria were demand forecast accuracy, perfect orders, and supply chain costs. You're probably sitting back right now listening to me and going, Corinne, of course, that's a no-brainer. I could have told you that. Could you? I want you to think for just a minute about demand forecast accuracy. I want you to think about how confident you are 
in your forecast accuracy numbers that you're using today. I'm going to come back to that theme in just a minute. So that's the very top. The very top of the hierarchy is demand forecast, perfect orders, and supply chain costs. So future demand, demand forecast, perfect orders, service level to my customers, and overall costs. Right? Makes sense. The middle of the hierarchy or the middle of the pyramid, and it really is a pyramid, is the group that AMR and Gartner referred to as diagnose metrics. And this is really what you think of in terms of your cash to cash cycle. So you would think about your days receivable outstanding or days payable outstanding, right? So this is your accounts payable, your accounts receivable, and your inventory, your total financial investment in inventory. And then finally, the base of the hierarchy is this uh, level of looking at correct. And those correct metrics, if you will, that correct layer of the hierarchy include things like supplier performance, production schedule adherence or variation, plant utilization, order cycle time. These are important measures, but they are levers. And what AMR and Gartner found is that working at that base level didn't give you the overall amplification across your supply chain. However, working at the top of the hierarchy at that forecast accuracy, at that perfect order metric and those overall supply chain cost metric, if you focus at that top area of those three categories, the benefits are going to ripple through the rest of your supply chain. Make sense? All right. I encourage you to check out that, that research. It's now delivered by Gartner. Again, it is called the hierarchy of supply chain metrics. And part of why I really appreciate this research is that it helps you to focus in on where you can have the greatest impact. It also does not require you to be perfect in any of these areas, but it shows progressive improvement, especially in those top three areas, forecast accuracy, perfect order, and overall supply chain costs are going to allow you to have a tremendous and very positive impact on your business. So you're really going to get an appreciation for how much I agree with this hierarchy of supply chain metrics, because as I talk about helping you make your business case for investment in digital supply chain solutions, the number one or very first area, very first key performance metric I want you to look at is in fact forecast accuracy. Now, remember, forecast accuracy is a prediction or your forecast is a prediction of what your market will buy in the future. Now, this includes business opportunity. It should not be constrained. That constraint is going to come through in other areas, like your willingness to invest in inventory, your ability to produce or procure product. Those are the constraints that will begin tightening up what that number looks like. But your forecast should be unconstrained. This is the potential to sell in the marketplace, what the market will buy around a category of product. Now, you may find it interesting to learn that many companies have no idea what their forecast accuracy is. None. Zippo. I'll say that again. 
many companies have no idea what their forecast accuracy is. Therefore, they cannot appreciate what an improvement in forecast accuracy will do for their business. Since they don't know where they are today, they have no appreciation for getting incrementally better at that performance. So if you don't have a grasp on forecast accuracy, I want you to get focused in that area and get that effort underway today. Because typically what I am seeing in the area of forecast accuracy, business cases, improvements that are achieved time and time again are anywhere from a 10 to a 25% improvement in forecast accuracy. Ladies and gentlemen, that is huge. 10 to 25% improvement in forecast accuracy. That means I'm that much more correct in what I predict my business will sell to the market. So, I think you can appreciate if you're building a business case, you need to mark where you are today, understand where you're going to get to tomorrow. And you need to be able to look at forecast accuracy at a couple of different granularity levels. I'll get to that in just a moment. Now, the most common measure of forecast accuracy is a measure referred to as MAPE, M-A-P-E, M-A-P-E, mean absolute percent error. Okay, the bottom line is your forecast will always be wrong. You say that to you again. Your forecast will always be wrong. However, with your investment in digital supply chain planning solutions, it's going to be less wrong or more accurate. I'm an optimist. I'm going to phrase it as more accurate in the future. But the most common measure is mean absolute percent error. The other thing I'm going to underscore for you is it's just as bad to over-forecast as it is to under-forecast. Thus, the word absolute percent error. Okay? So MAPE is the most common. There's also a derivative of MAPE that is referred to as weighted MAPE. Weighted MAPE. And therefore, it's weighted based on the importance of certain products or product families to your business. Now, you should measure your forecast accuracy at a couple of different levels, different granularity levels. So the most granular level is the SKU level, the item level, then the family level, and then an aggregate level, which may be your category or it may be an overall accuracy for your business. You're also going to look at that accuracy measure, that make measure, against different planning horizons, right? So I'm always going to be more accurate the closer I am to the point of demand. So 30 days out, one month out, I should be more accurate in what I expect to sell than I am three months, six months, nine months out. Are you with me? Okay. So less mature companies or more immature companies focus on those very short time horizons, one month, two months, maybe 90 days. And they'll stick to a higher level of aggregation, family level, aggregate of overall category. Now, more mature businesses will look at their forecast accuracy at several levels and multiple time intervals. 
So they will look at skew level, the most granular. They'll look at product family level, and then they'll look at aggregate level. They will also measure those across time horizons, 30 days, one month, two months, and then quarter and annual, right? So remember that this annual forecast is what I'm using to procure product, to look at production capacity or distribution capacity, to negotiate my relationships with my transportation carriers. I need that longer range prediction for my business, and I need it to be as accurate as possible. In a year horizon, I may not rely as closely on my item level, my SKU level forecast, as I do on my family or aggregate forecast, but I need those to roll up and aggregate down to various levels of granularity. A digital supply chain planning solution is going to do that for you. But I'm telling you that wherever you are today, you need to create a baseline so that you can create that business case for why you need to make the investment, why this needs to be a business priority in your digital transformation initiative. Are you with me? Gosh, I hope I haven't lost you already. (laughs) But when you think about forecast accuracy, you are going to see double-digit improvements. And in today's technology, it is so exciting because there are a number of different planning algorithms, artificial intelligence, machine learning that are all combined together to look across your portfolio and give you precision with less effort. So this is a great area to focus in on. Okay, now the next area of key performance indicator that I want you to consider is looking at what your perfect order is. Now, more commonly, this may be stated in your business as service level. What is my service level? But when you talk about service level, you need to talk about it in terms of your customer's desired receipt date. Not your projected shipping date, but did the customer receive the goods when they wanted them. That's the best measure, right? And perfect order is actually giving you a few more criteria around that. Was it, was the order complete in full when the customer wanted it? And was it in good condition? Was it perfect? Could it be used immediately, right? That's an ultimate measure of service. So we've talked about forecast accuracy as my prediction of future need. I'm going to use that to align everything else I do around procuring raw material and producing product and distributing product. Service, how well am I doing serving my customers today? Okay. Now, and service is an easy one usually for the organization to get behind because everybody wants to provide great service for the customer. So the third level that was at that top of hierarchy of supply chain metrics is costs. And I'm just going to focus you in on the biggest area of cost, and that is inventory investments. So this is working capital in your business and is invested heavily for your business. Now, your business may talk about inventory turns, right? Higher turns are better. means I'm turning the value of my inventory over more quickly or simply overall inventory investment. 
Now, when I have a higher forecast accuracy, it allows me to drive down my inventory investment because when I'm forecasting, I'm going to sell and I'm doing that accurately means I'm not going to overproduce or overhold inventory. So I'll be able to lower those numbers. I will be able to reduce excess inventory, but I will also reduce obsolete inventory, unsaleable inventory. Now, I will caution you that every supply chain investment hangs its hat on inventory. The reason is because it's so tangible. It's so easy. I can walk through a warehouse or a manufacturing a facility, and I can see the inventory. I can see the work in process. I can see the raw materials. I can see the finished goods. But what I will tell you is that a transformation initiative is going to do some pretty exciting things to your inventory. Now, it may take you a month, two months, a quarter, maybe two quarters to realign the inventory that's held throughout your network, but it will be tangible. In fact, what I see quite often around inventory is double-digit percentage reductions. That's right, inventory reductions in double digits, anywhere from 10% to as much as 35 to 40% inventory reduction. I know that's mind-blowing. 35 to 40% inventory reduction. That completely changes your profitability profile for your business. Talk about high impact. Focusing in in this area of inventory is something that's really exciting. So I want you to work with your accounting team to understand not just total inventory and inventory carrying costs, but to understand what you're holding in obsolete inventory, right? Inventory that can't be sold at full value anymore or that may need to be written down. So lots of opportunity there. So those are the three areas that are gonna have the biggest impact, but wait, there's more. You will also see a tangible improvement in transportation spend. You're gonna see this in both inbound transportation as product raw material sourced items are coming into your business as well as outbound. Now, this is really exciting because savings and alignment here in the area of transportation are going to go straight to the bottom line. The product is already produced, right? A big part of the cost basis is getting it in the hands of the customer when they want it in full and the date and time they want it. Now, you may be thinking, Corinne, come on, our transportation costs have skyrocketed due to constraints and everything from drivers to containers. I want you to know I hear you, but I want you to think of ways that you can curtail some of that cost increase. As you look at your supply chain planning technology, it's going to give you better visibility of the inbound needs and the outbound moves. And with that information, you will be in a position to negotiate better rates, and higher service levels with your transportation partners. Even in the current environment we're in, which I'm going to refer to as kind of the wild, wild west of transportation costs, 
It's time for you to take back control when and where you can. And this needs to be part of your business case. Transportation spend. Make sense? All right. I hope I haven't lost you. Come back to me if I have. Come on, guys. I need you with me. So those are real tangible metric areas there. These are are very valuable to your business and places that you should consider as levers in building your business case or framing your business case for an investment in digital supply chain transformation. Now, one that's harder to put a quantifiable number on is your ability to make high quality decisions fast, faster, and to do that with greater confidence. Now, as a supply chain leader, you are making hundreds of decisions each and every day. I know that you will feel differently about making fact-based decisions that are founded on scenarios, multiple scenarios that have been evaluated for your business. Not just one, not just two, not just three scenarios, but 50 scenarios, 50 test cases that your supply chain planning technology platform has run for you to serve up the three most likely scenarios for your business. Man, that gives me tremendous confidence in making a decision. So making a decision with better information, deeper analysis, and making it faster. There's significant value in that. I had one executive just tell me a few days ago that he can do in minutes, minutes, mind you, what it used to take days to understand. Minutes and more confidence than what it used to take days with a lower level of confidence. Tremendous value there. And as an executive leader for the business, that's going to change how quickly you're ready to make a decision, how quickly your team can engage, be proactive, and start resolving conflicts in your network. So I want you to look at capturing time to insights. How long does it take me today to evaluate multiple scenarios? decision quality, and then the overall confidence around making decisions and the plans that are put in place. So one of the most remarkable and candid conversations I had with a global chief supply chain officer was one where he told me, look, Corinne, we didn't know what we didn't know. We were working under false assumptions about our business. We had a comp today. We have a comprehensive and fact based supply chain plan that now empowers us to do remarkable things in a very short period of time. And as a business leader, my confidence increased exponentially. And that gave us the ability to work more effectively with our suppliers and our customers. It has transformed our business. Wow. That's what we all want. 
to transform our business and make better decisions every day. So another high value metric is the ability to increase sales. That's right. Top line revenue. So when we have the right inventory at the right place at the right time for a reasonable cost, we're going to capture more sales. Now, you may see this initially through things like reduction in back orders, right? I don't have to push out customer orders. I can fulfill those orders sooner. So if my back orders go way down, that means I'm capturing more top-line revenue today. Remember, your team is going to make better decisions day in and day out, which means that you will see a reduction in expediting costs. That's right, because we expedite when we have to do things in a hurry. If I have a better plan in place and my plan is well aligned, my forecast is well tuned to my market, I'm going to significantly reduce those expediting costs. And those expediting costs just gobble up your profit margin. So if I can reduce those expediting costs, then my margin, my overall margin contribution is going to improve. So I mentioned transportation costs a few minutes ago. Once you have your arms around your overall transportation costs, you're going to see these expediting costs come down. You'll see better order timing and reduced receiving effort as well. What do I mean by that? Order timing and receiving effort. So that means that my shipping and receiving area is going to run much more efficiently. With my planning system, planning my orders in a more effective way, aligning them with actual market demand, I may actually reduce the number of orders that are coming into my dock. That's right. In fact, a $5 billion distributor shared with me last month just a story that was is the perfect way to visualize this impact. He shared that he got a call from the shipping and receiving manager. The shipping and receiving manager started out the conversation with something like, hey, I'm just checking with you to make sure everything is okay because we haven't had an expedited order in over three weeks. And the number of orders that are coming in today are significantly fewer. They're bigger orders, but there are less orders. So our overall volume of product coming in and out, the line items, has improved or increased, but the number of orders had gone way down. They were seeing the impact of improved efficiency through better order process, through better planning process. Pretty exciting. Can you imagine getting that call? Hey, just call in to check to see if everything is okay, because we're running really efficiently right now, and it's a little scary. I'd like to figure out what's happening. Well, what's happening is they had deployed a digital planning solution that has transformed their business. And that's one area, by the way, one area that was not in their business case, but one area that was very, very favorably impacted in their deployment. All right. So let me give you some ranges again as you think about framing your business case 
uh, for an investment in digital supply chain technology. Of course, the attorneys want me to tell you that your individual results may vary and will depend on both your company performance, the digital planning solution you select and deploy. Understood? All right, no guarantees here, but let me give you some broad, some broad ranges to consider as you put your business case framework together. Still interested? Okay, so let's start at the top. I mentioned forecast accuracy. In forecast accuracy, you're gonna see some pretty remarkable improvements. You'll see improvements probably on the low end of about 10%, but you may go as high as a 25, 30% improvement. That's huge, 25 to 30% improvement in forecast accuracy. Or again, think of that differently. I'm reducing my error rate by 25 to 40%. But that bottom level, 10%, most of you could justify your investment on a 10% improvement in forecast accuracy alone. If you use that forecast to determine your inventory, your production, your sourcing, and your distribution needs. Okay, second area, on time in full, perfect order, service level. When you think of these areas, when we talk about service level broadly, I want you to look at a range with a bottom level of a 5% improvement in service level up to about a 20% improvement in service level. That's right, 5 to 20% improvement in service level. That's huge. That's on time, in full, in good condition for my customers. And then this will blow your mind. I'm going to give them that better service while investing less in inventory. I know it's not intuitive. I know many of you are holding excess inventory specifically so you can provide great service for your customers. But here's the thing, in the area of inventory reduction, with a digital supply chain planning solution, with a transformation initiative, and when I talk about transformation initiative, I mean, I'm not just looking at one part of my business, warehouse operations or manufacturing planning. I am talking about looking at planning end to end from demand forecast through inventory policies, supply production, distribution, comprehensive transformation. If you are looking at an initiative that's broad-based like this, you are going to see inventory positions or the opportunity to impact your inventory investments by anywhere from 15 to 35%. You heard me right. Reducing inventory by 15% to as much as 35%. And I got to tell you, I'm really comfortable with that 35% number because I have seen companies reduce their overall inventory investments by more than that, by as much as 40, 42%. So inventory reductions from a low end of 10%, we're talking double digits, up until these higher ranges, 30, 35%. That's huge. That's a game changer for your business. That is a digital transformation. I am replacing 
risky inventory with valuable information. So when you hear that for Tech Talk, this is what I'm talking about. I'm replacing inventory with information with better indicators of market need. Now, some other areas where you are going to see improvements in your business, I mentioned as well. How quickly can you make decisions, right? The speed of decision-making, the quality of the decision, how well did we do? And the confidence of the executive team making those decisions. Huge, huge difference. You're also going to see improvements in areas around planner productivity. So working with a manufacturer recently that just implemented a new planning platform, new cloud-based planning platform, and their planner productivity was improved by 60%. That's right, 60%. 60%. What used to take them days to do now takes them minutes to do and is more precise, more accurate, and more robust than what they did in the past. So huge productivity improvements. Now, this is important to you as we look at talent constraints in the marketplace. We need our planners to be able to focus in on where they can have the greatest impact and allow those systems to automatically take care of some of the routine calculations and capabilities. Make sense? Okay, come back to me now. Come back. We're we're honing in for the big finish here. So I want to encourage you to put together your business case framework that creates a connected, transparent, and a highly automated supply chain planning environment, right? You'll need to rely on technology that's going to allow you to do this, okay? This is going to require your team to embrace a plan that actually progresses your maturity, right? You become better planners for your business. And that means your process may change and improve. The technology you're using will improve and be more effective and quicker, more precise. And the data that's being ingested to feed the system will improve, be more comprehensive for your business. I want you to enjoy these challenges. It is worth the work. You will see the benefits. So a final thought around a business case. When you are thinking of your business case for digital supply chain transformation, be sure that it is supporting the CEO's agenda, right? The CEO needs to be a part of this decision. Now, your CEO, like so many others, is probably focused on three big things. That's right, three big things. Business growth, optimizing cost or optimizing investments. Are we making wise investments in our, in our company, in our inventory? And then greater agility. How do we respond faster in the marketplace, either mitigating risk or harnessing new opportunities? So your CEO, if I'm going to net it out for your CEO, is probably looking at those three things. How do I grow the business? How do I optimize the current talent, team, investments? And how do I build a business that's more agile? Right, supply chain movers and shakers, that's where you come in. This is what you do. You help optimize costs, 
You help gain agility and resilience in the marketplace, and you can help grow the business. You can grow both the top line in revenue, but also the bottom line in overall profitability. It's exciting. It's a great time to be in supply chain. Okay, so I want you to be bold. I want you to embrace technology. I want you to validate the automation. I want you to leverage the artificial intelligence that is available to you. And I want you to stay focused on the business outcomes, on the big picture and tying those in to the CEO's agenda. Now, if you have built a business case for your company, I want to hear from you. I want to know what has worked for you where you achieved the greatest alignment, where you overachieved or where you failed to achieve your plan. Very curious to hear your results and your experience. And I hope that today's episode on framing your business case for digital supply chain investments has just given you a few things to consider, perhaps a little fresh inspiration. So thank you for joining me today on Tech Talk where our goal is to help you eliminate the noise and focus on the information and inspiration you need to transform your business and replace risky inventory with valuable insights. We'll see you next time on Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now.